You are now tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own explosive entertainment. Explosive entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall, Dylan Weissman, and Mike Langser. It's like riding so did, a bike. Did we always have little snowy particles coming down in the, in the countdown? It's very, very time of season. I like it. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense when we do it in the summertime. but Right. Right now, it's spot on. We're killing it. Very impressive. <laughs> yeah, although I do not think that that's an actual 30. That is not actually 30 seconds. It speeds up at about 15. Am I crazy? It goes a little once it's 15, it's like, all right, let's get it. Uh we're back. Yeah, we're, we're here. We're, back. we're here. We got um, we have a very colorful panel today, boys and, and lady. So so I, I'm going to jump right into it. Uh, first off, it's good to have all of us back. And Jordan, I hope your internet is actually like stable today. Hey, have I, I've been here the whole time, right? We'd so love far, to have so. you the whole time. This will be amazing. Fingers crossed. Uh, we are here um, with a very close friend and a big fan of explosives, Andrea Hecht. And I'm going to give a little wave to those who can see you. Um, we had the pleasure of doing Andrea's son, Jonah's Bar Mitzvah, uh, a month ago was it now? October third. So almost yeah. two months ago. Almost two. Wow, it's crazy. Um, yeah, wow. It did snow a little bit. That I do remember as we were breaking down. There was a, like a little flurry. Um, so in any case, we're, we're so happy to have you here because your party was so cool. It's so different, and um, that's a big topic of what we want to talk about. Is is you know how did you end up where you ended up, which was Top Golf in Edison. Why did you end up there? And and all of the things that you learned through the whole process. So um, I'm going to have you just quickly explain how you ended up at Topgolf. And Synopsis. Bounce all over. Yes. Okay. So we did celebrate Jonas Bar Mitzvah October 3rd at Topgolf. Um, we always wanted to do something different and weren't afraid of doing something different. Um, before I get into actually why we chose Top Golf. I think when you are going to do a non-traditional venue, I think it's really important to make sure that you surround yourself by an incredible team. And yes, I agree with that comment, the best DJs ever. Yay, hi Heather. But um, if you are gonna go the non-traditional route, you have to have an incredible team that's not afraid to tackle you know a venue that could have some different challenges and the explosive team along with all the other vendors that we used really knocked it out of the park um so that being said we knew jonah's bar mitzvah was going to be when he was in the eighth grade it was going to be one of the um last bar mitzvahs or bar bat mitzvah celebrations of his age group. And so we wanted to do something different. We wanted to do something that was going to be really fun for everyone, not just for the mitzvah child and his group of friends, but for everyone. So we were trying to figure out different locations. Obviously, um, things changed a little bit when we were planning because we were planning during the pandemic. 
But we initially were looking even at um, a really swanky uh, bowling alley that had games and interactive things. So the entire time that we were looking, we looked at some traditional venues and then we looked at non-traditional. I want to ask you pause for just a second. I, uh, Jordan, Dylan, I think all of us can kind of say day after day we get these calls where somebody says, I want something different. Right. And, and they say, I don't want the traditional ballroom, but 90% of those clients end up back tradition because maybe they're afraid of the obstacles when you book a non-traditional space. Um, what? How did you like get in the mindset that I want non-traditional and then you stuck with it? Um, I think because we've been to so many traditional mitzvahs um, and also I wasn't afraid to do something different. I knew that I surrounded myself by a team that um, was going to be able to pull off our vision. Um, and I, I just, I like to do things that are different and I wasn't, we just weren't afraid to, to tackle it. So Dylan, pause on that photo for a second. Andrew, you, you had a theme before or after you found the venue. It was, we'll talk about your branding in a moment, but was there a theme and was that part of why you chose where you chose? Um, Jonah does definitely love golf. Um, that wasn't ultimately why we chose that venue, um, but it certainly worked along with our theme. We had the branding and all of that um, kind of before we we chose our, our venue. And the idea was one heck of a kid. And in that picture that's on the screen, it was really encompassing everything all about Jonah. And um, he loves to have a good time. Our family loves to have a good time. And then in that um, photo, it kind of encapsulates all the different things about Jonah that he's It's so sick. I, lo I love how disorganized, organized it is. Like it's literally his entire world. Like it's like his brain has been yep. unleashed onto a piece of paper. Like, it looks so cool. It's so, like, crazily organized. It looks amazing. Came out Sarah so good. Bourne, she um, worked on it with me, and um, she really jumped right in, and she nailed it. She knew exactly what we were going for, and she really did a great job with that. I think going the route that you went to, Andrea, is also really cool. Like, you know, picking a brand like Topgolf, um, you know, a company and organization that has such a firm grasp on, like, the golfing as an activity, making it fun. Like they know that they own that. Then bring in your other professionals that, you know, know their own rules and, and their own space where to kind of lie in and where it can overlap. That's a great way to go. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, for everybody watching out there, when you guys are looking for a venue and picking certain stuff, it's not so much finding something that looks cool or, you know, is a different vibe. It's also finding like that, that proper staff that can properly execute their task at hand so hats off to the top golf team um it was a great joint effort and i wasn't even there and i just heard great reviews and saw pictures and like i mean these guys were there for the day um it just really like it resonated it was definitely one of those parties that just kept being talked about and people were just giving rave reviews so hats off to you guys really really well done Thanks. I wanted to say, you know, kind of something um, along the lines that Jordan was saying. We also didn't want to just pick a non-traditional venue. Um, nothing wrong with like a, a stadium or something like that mm -hmm. as the backdrop, but we wanted it to provide a source of entertainment yeah. also. 
Um, and so that was another reason why we chose Top Golf, that it wasn't just to have this cool, um, you know, venue, but we wanted it to be a part of the entire event. Well, that's why saying like the Bolero and like, you know, like the, all the, the bowling, like the high energy bowling spots that are really popular now is another great way to go. So if you're looking for something like that, that's another cool opportunity, different sport, but, you know, similar activation where you have a team and a crew that specializes in this thing and you can bring in the other, you know, pieces to help accent. Mm -hmm. So I want to, I want to paint the picture for the audience. Um, Top Golf was open to the public, but Andrew, you would reserve a certain section of bays for the party and then a private room. So talk about that and the timeline. Was, was it was cocktail hour an hour? Was it an hour and a half? I actually don't recall. And then I'm on Dylan to jump in, who was the MC talking about the party aspect uh, after. Okay, so um, it was open to the public, which um, at first when we were trying to take um, pictures. Again, shout out to our photographer that did an excellent job. When a 13-year-old comes in and sees this massive place and you're trying to navigate and take pictures, she did a great job at stopping people and being able to um, do that. But we had a section. We ended up booking 13 bays. We wanted our entire guest list to be able to participate in the golf and access that. Again, we wanted fun for everyone um, from my 10-year-old mitzvah um, sibling to all the mitzvah guests up to the grandparents, you know, 70-plus-year-old grandparents and their friends. They were all swinging that, that golf um the golf ball. They um, played golf when everyone first got there. We had a sectioned off area towards the end of the row of bays. So it did, even though it was open to the public, it was very private. Um, I love and that. Each um, group of guests was, that's an awesome picture. Each group so of guests was um, kind of assigned a bay and were able to play. We did have an extended cocktail hour. Um, and something else that I wanted to say, which was really neat about this is other mitzvahs that I've gone to, the cocktail hour, there is something for the kids and you bring in all the activations, which is really fun and nothing against that. I think that that's fantastic. But a lot of times then the uh the adults are in a separate room having cocktails and eating. And this was really an experience again for everyone. Everyone got to enjoy all the act, you know, all the activity and the games. Top golf also, we um, had two golf professionals that were there to show all the guests, you know, proper swings or different things if they had never golfed before. Um, and then what after a cool, what a, hang on what a cool little accent andrea that's awesome like you don't even think about that like holy shit just have have my guests ever played golf like that's really cool now is that something that the the venue did did you suggest that uh, that was an option that we um took advantage of right and uh we we figured most people have played miniature golf before right. um and it wasn't really like going to a driving range and smacking the ball it was more just kind of you know having a playful game um again i also wanted to say that um we got all dressed up even though right. it was at a non-traditional venue we still wanted it to have the party atmosphere i was in you know full cocktail gown and 
or dress, I should say, and um, heels. And then at some point we changed into sneakers, but I was able to hit the ball in my dress. Jonah was able to hit it in his, um, in his suit. And then after everyone enjoyed the golf, we went into the, the room. They had the bays open up right into a private room. And then we were able to celebrate in a little bit more of a traditional way. Jonah still wanted the dancing. He still wanted to do the horror. Um, and we wanted to, to be able to do all of that also. So really, I think we had the best of both worlds. That's really so cool that you kind of tee that up. So, you know, Mike, I, I feel like uh, you were about to do it, but let's throw it over to Dylan a little bit. I want to hear about some of his, like, highlight points of this job, man. You were, like, the man of the hour in it. So, well, Jonah was that's the man that. of the hour. You were his partner in crime. That's the back That's the back of my head holding up uh, Jonah right there. Um, <laughs> Look at all that hair. So, it's a lot less hair than I have now. No, it's, um, it's coming. It's coming. So, so – I think that for our listeners, it's really important to understand a couple things. Uh, the first is that the the crux of what we call mobile entertainment is the fact that we can take entertainment and move to anywhere and do it anywhere. And I think that uh, when families consider these uh, auxiliary venues that are not typically designed for uh, for for events like this. Um, it takes it takes a special kind of mindset and a special kind of trust to then have the mobile entertainers do what they do best, which is take their entertainment and put it somewhere else. Um, and then when you do it right, it ends up turning into a party that looks a lot like this. Uh, a celebration looks a lot like this. So um, first and foremost, I love that there was so much to do. Uh, there was a little bit something for everyone, and I think that's really, really great. Um, the other aspect of what I think was great is that there was buy-in. There, it wasn't like you were trying to hide the fact that we were in a public setting. We made it very apparent that there was a party going on and people were looking to see what was going on over there. And I think that was great. I think it was good for Top Golf. I think it was good for, for us. And I think it was good for uh, your family to be like, wow, you guys are the talk of the, the space. Um, you know what? And the fact that you guys came in at like, we're still going to get dressed up. We're still going to treat this like a party. There's the golfing, there's the party, and now it's going to be a party with golf. So I love that. Um, I, I also think that. Uh, the fact that you went into it with, I'm not going to try to fit a square peg in a round hole. I think that was really, really powerful. So um, you said we are going to party regardless. I don't care that we are in this type of space or that type of space. Um, so there was the golfing side of it. And then you turned into having this big, awesome production for Jonah as well. So you got the best of both worlds when it, come, when it came to that, um, looking something like that. Um, you had, you know, all of your lighting, you had all of your staging, you had a great sound system. We had a montage, we had a horror, we had speeches. So it was, a, it was still a full bar and bat mitzvah celebration. And I think that, that, so, that I, I want to ask a question of, of you guys, Mike, Dylan, and Andrea, obviously you guys were all there. So obviously we've done our stint at Topgolf where we've done, you know, music background, like little stuff. Had Topgolf ever seen a mitzvah like this? Like, were they just like, yo, what is going on at our facility right now? Right. So that's that's a really great point. Um, here is one of the big tips and tricks that I think I can provide uh, or we can provide for the families who are considering these auxiliaries to style venues, these specialty venues. Um, first of all, they have to be ready to take direction. And Topgolf was ready to do that. We came in saying this is not a birthday party. This is not a bar happy hour. Run it the way that we're going to tell you to run it because it's going to work. Otherwise, we are going to miss the boat on something. 
So right. the fact that they were willing and ready to listen to professionals of what they do best. I mean, look, we've gotten calls since then. Like, how do you do bar about this as a top golf? Um, they call us regardless. So I think that that's really powerful stuff. Um, as long as they are willing and ready to work with us uh, as the professionals and take direction, I think that any place can be a, a, a bar mitzvah venue. Any place can be a bar mitzvah venue. Um, I'm waiting for the call for like someone who's really into horses to do it at a stable somewhere. I'm, I'm waiting yeah, for right? a call. To, you know, I mean, we did we did one at uh, Mike. If you remember World Cafe Live, I mean that's a concert venue, but we did it. Uh, you know, we did a bar mitzvah. So when you talk about these auxiliary venues, these specialty venues, when they're ready to take direction. That's one of the things that you should ask them. Hey, so, how do you run an event? And if you don't know how to run it, can we bring in someone who knows how to run it? And will you listen to them? Dylan, I want to jump in there. And, and Andrea, I have to give you such credit because I think you were this, you held very steadfast in your approach. Like you knew what you wanted. And I think you did get some pushback at first from the venue because they just, they just didn't know. And, and not in any wrong way. They just didn't know what a traditional, uh, upscale New Jersey or East Coast bar about mitzvah looked like. And you didn't back down, which I thought was great. Um, and by the time, and, and, and there was a lot of moving pieces that also need to be explained. You were there several times through the planning. Um, then I went for a walkthrough, which helped me understand the space of the room, the height of the ceilings, where the outlets were. But that's about all the help I got at my walkthrough because I walked in on an afternoon when they were open to the public and right. super busy themselves. Um, but a huge shout out has to go to Cindy Kaplan from Simply Invitations and Event Planning because she too held very firm to this is what a bar or bat mitzvah looks like and this is what we need. And Dylan, thank you for crediting the venue for allowing us to do what we did because you know their approach was, and hey, we open up a buffet and it stays open until the end of the party. And we we were like, no, that's not the approach. You know, we're going to have a cocktail hour with its own food, and then we're going to stop food for a while. Then we're going to have a separate, you know, buffet for the main course. And and I actually give them credit; they had so much food, or, or like over the top amounts of food. Um, and they did. They let us run the party. And and Andrea, like you had a vision, and I remember. Uh, the planning process. And I kept saying to you, I don't know what this is going to look like. And we've done hundreds of bar mitzvahs and we're going to go into it with, you know, A, B and C plans and, and whatever kind of organically happens will happen. Um, and it, I think it, it all just took place perfectly. I think really it goes back to what I was saying from the beginning. It is, and the best advice I can give someone is surrounding yourself by the perfect team. And it goes from the um, explosive entertainment to Cindy um, Kaplan. She was incredible. She was um, really there with me the entire time. She really understood everything that we wanted. And another shout out to her. She helped me through the planning process. She also helped me with, she can do invitations. She also helped with all the decor. She helped with all the branding the awesome plug to her, the, you know, the t-shirts she helped me with, the hat, the awesome sweatshirt, talk birdie to me. And Girl, you were, you, were, you were ready for this cast. I love heck it. Heck yeah. Every, she heck helped yeah. with the the cups, you know, the napkins and all of that. Yeah. So, so, it doesn't even look like Topgolf. It's so sick. It doesn't. Um, But it really it really, if you're going to go the non-traditional route, you have to ask, like Dylan said, are they willing to work with you and then surround yourself by the best team possible and 
um, and go for it. Yeah. So Andrea, I want to ask you to um, highlight any obstacles that we ran into and, you know, any learning lessons that came from them. And the first one that I want to say is actually at a venue like this, at first, they didn't allow much setup time. And we were able to figure that out through the process, but that was a, a big hurdle. We had to bring in a dance floor, lounge furniture, a huge staging setup. Um, an hour just doesn't cut it. Um, so that was one obstacle. What yes. other obstacles did you run into? Um, so I would say the um, definitely the setup time. Uh, I would say this, again, was a non-traditional venue. They had a very specific um, menu. We're big foodies. Jonah's a big foodie, but we went with it. We knew that they had a specific menu. It was game day food. It worked with our overall theme, and it was great, and the food was well-received by everyone. But there was really a... Um, there really wasn't much movement on it. Um, as far as even like an exit treat, I know the big thing now is the um, like a food truck or something like that. Because we are in a public space, we obviously weren't going to have a food truck at the end because our guests wouldn't find it and everyone else in the, and, you know, the you place. Would have, you would have picked up everybody's tag. <laughs> exactly. So we, again, were creative and Cindy helped us create. Uh, we gave everyone um, apples. We like to, it was during the fall. We like to go uh, apple picking. There's an apple called a Jonah apple. So we kind of played Perfect. off that theme. Um we, again, I would say, you know, the setup time, um, they did have, which was great. They had all the TVs, they had built in TVs into the room and the sound system. Um, that's really what I can think of off the top of my head. I guess the only other thing, and I, and they were great. Everyone that I spoke to and worked with at Top Golf was really great. I think it was that you know it's a corporation, so there were certain things that, uh, you know, there were corporate rules. Like for example, we maybe wanted the sparktaculars. Um, as part of, I mean, it wasn't missing by any means, but that was just not something that they were capable of doing because they just, you know, the insurance and the corporation, it just wasn't there. So right, right. Um, I guess you just have to go in with the mindset that um, in any venue, even if it is a traditional venue, there are going to be certain obstacles and you have to work around it and, and stick with what your vision is and try to get it done. And you guys did it. You nailed it. So I, I, I know you have a daughter and she's probably not going to stick with the same theme, but would you do this all over again? I would. Let's do it next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking about that. We actually just got Sienna's date. Um I think it's November 9th, 2024. Save the date. Um, but no, we are definitely not going to do a traditional route. There she is. A uh, little pumpkin. We are definitely not going to go the traditional route either. Um, I know you guys can nail whatever we come up with. And um, she will actually be one of the first. So Jonah was one of the last. She will be one of the first because she's one of the oldest in her grade. So you have, um, you know, it's interesting either either way. So. And you know we love to fly coach, so get creative. <laughs> the, the little sister, the resiliency of, of her, you know, sharing that spotlight. Um, 
it, it was apparent that she had a great time. Yeah, oh, that's, she's, and that's that, I mean, everyone has her bot missa every day, all the time. <laughs> she, she is doing her TikToks. Yep. 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 So, yep. So, D- Dylan, as the MC there, you know, if I were a parent and and I was considering this, I might interview you as the possible MC, and I might say, "How are you going to deal with the fact that you're competing against Top Golf?" Uh, you know, which is huge competition. I mean. It, how did you bring the kids into the room, keep their control of them, and, and keep them distracted from going back out? You know, a lot of families ask me a similar question, regardless of if it's Top Golf or if it's a game, you know, or a photo booth. How do you compete with something like that? And the answer is you use it as a tool. Um, you get on the ground level in the very, very beginning, make it a competition, let them ride with it um, in the very beginning, and then. You use special moments like montages, speeches, um, horas, grand entrances, things like that to create a natural flow. Um, and you invite them in because they're there for a reason. Before they were there for Top Golf, they were there for Jonah. So um, I think that the guests received that really well. And I, as an MC, and I think that a lot of our MCs and our entertainers uh, don't consider these auxiliary um, activities as competition more as um they're like a steam valve not everyone's going to want to dance the whole time so having that little extra activity for them is really great and i never felt like the top golf activity was affecting jonah's ability to have the party that he was looking for i thought that um you know when he wanted to have a dance party we had a dance party and when he wanted to play golf we played golf and when we wanted to eat we wanted to eat like i don't think we ever competed with it and i i don't know maybe it's just the way that we approached it where it was still going to be a party and it was still going to be a, a celebration and it was still going to be for jonah i think all of that kind of transcended the fact that we were at a place where you could just sit there and hit you know hit golf balls into the into the well, sky for hours you know i think a lot of it was timeline dictated because let's say we only did 30 minutes of cocktail hour and then brought everybody in or started everybody in the main room first then they would have been curious what's going on. But Andrew, the right move was that extended cocktail hour. So they got a good golf experience in before we brought them into that main room. Um, And then we captivated them for introductions and we did the formalities quickly and up front. And the second half or the last half of the party was that, you know, some wanted to go back out and golf and some wanted to stay in and dance and, Keeping in mind that we also had a, a several guests that were very COVID concerned and enjoyed the open air atmosphere of Top Golf, and the room was somewhat open air. Um, That's a whole other was, point that we even, that we even bring up. It's a great point. The fact that yeah. they have like the open you know surfaces with, with times being. What well, that's why we that. ultimately yeah. went with that. Um, I mean, we would have done it anyways, but we liked the idea that the doors opened up. Yeah. We liked the idea we we um, rented extra bays, so everyone had plenty of room to spread out. We had the full uh, event space. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got a lot of people, a lot of the adults said this was the best um way to spend a Sunday. They had TV on if they wanted to golf. The adults really got to, you know, hit a golf ball and then come in and dance on the dance floor. Um, And again, it was fun for 
everyone. It wasn't, I, I also didn't see, I mean, people are always on their phone, but at other events that I've seen, after a while, people get tired, you know, you get tired of dancing sometimes. So this was, it gave people different outlets, the adults and and the kids. So. We also had a big enough staff to, to have crowd control and command without being too in your face. Because it was such a large space, we needed, and you didn't have a ton of guests. It really wasn't a huge, no. like, uh, guest count, but we needed a big enough staff where when it was time to send a message to the entire party, whether they're outside, inside, in a bathroom that's down the hall to the left, like, we needed enough staff to control that area. And, um, you know, when you have when you have the right staff and enough staff, uh, it makes a big difference. I wanted to make one other quick point. I, we did our event on a Sunday. So I also wanted to say, you know, people are choosing different days. The traditional day, his party or his service was on a um, Saturday evening. And we initially thought that we were going to, we chose Saturday evening, we would go right into the party. But because Top Golf was about 35, 40 minutes from where some of our guests were going to be coming from the temple, we felt that it was just going to be too long of a day. And so we moved it to Sunday and we ended up having it from three to seven. And it was amazing. People that think you can't party on a Sunday. It was incredible. It was, um, and it was also nice to kind of spread the wealth through the weekend. So if you're considering, you know, different days, don't be afraid of that also. I wanted to say one thing. You mentioned the food. And, yeah, going to a bar of so you're expecting filet and sushi and big cocktail hours. But, but I I was watching guests dive into the guacamole and the chips. And, like, it was fun. And, it's and game it, day, bro. It, it was it game day. The whole, it, it fit the whole theme. It was so awesome. I, this weekend, uh, had an event where – the adults in the kids' stations were indistinguishable. They were in the same room and opened at the same time. And the kids' food was like tacos and nachos and like sliders and chicken fingers and like six different types of french fries. And the adults' food was like crab cakes and filet and like Brussels sprouts and, and like all these awesome high-end foods. I watched more adults eat from the kids' stuff than – than their adult stations. So any way you slice it, I am very confident that regardless of what you do, adults will want to find their way to kids' food. We all want to be kids, man. Of course. Even that's still. It. I mean, that's, that's like a pretty hard stance that, I'm, that I just take and maybe it like triggered a few people, but adults love French fries. Give them French fries. So Andrea, any final thoughts, any tips that you would share with Anybody planning a non-traditional party, uh, you know? I would say come up with your vision. Go for it. And at the end of the day, remember that this is for your mitzvah child. Keep that, keep that in mind. And not be afraid to do something that's a little bit different. Surround yourself by the proper team. Again, make sure that you ask um, if they're willing to listen to you, but I, I 
think everyone should consider doing that. And if you have any specific questions about Top Golf that you want to ask me, I'm happy to answer. For any of the listeners, um, please feel free to reach out to me, and I am happy to to share more details. Awesome. Yeah. Well, episode 91 coming to a close. It was so good to have you here, Andrea. Andrea Heck, uh, explosive super fan. Woo. Yes. A super fan. I love you guys. Love that. Uh, this It was actually our honor and privilege to be with you. And 100%. When the date came around, Jordan was out of town, and Dylan and I were like, we got to be there. And, um, you know, we, we often talk about unique parties that stand out in our minds. This is one that we'll never forget. It just – every bit of it, how cool it was, different, memorable – um and all and that during the pandemic yeah I mean, you I mean, guys nailed it you really could not have been any any better so awesome so thank you so much for being a guest we'll leave uh plenty of show notes in here uh i'm also going to share this with top golf because i know they are interested in doing more bar about mitzvahs um so we hope to see you guys there one time yes yes guys thank you so much for tuning in we appreciate you episode 91 Mastering Mitzvahs and the crew's back. Dylan Weissman, Mike Langsner, Jordan Marshall, and our very, very special guest, Explosive Entertainment super fan, Andrea Hecht with a mitzvah. Well done. Mazel tov. Thank you, guys.